Hello, everyone. Welcome to the HR Happy Hour Network. This is the Inclusion Crusade with me, Sarah Morgan. I am on a mission to create workplaces where employees feel safe, seen, and supported one episode at a time. So today I have the privilege of speaking with Sue Rose Reed. Um, Sue Rose is the founder of One Berry Innovations, and I am excited to have her here to talk about the work that she's doing with One Berry and what her crusade is for workplaces. So Sue Rose, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Tell the listeners about yourself and about your career journey and what led you to becoming the founder of One Berry Innovations. Amazing. So hello, everybody. I'm Sue Rose Reed and the founder of One Berry, as Sarah mentioned. I didn't start off as an entrepreneur and I didn't start off as um, making products for kids, especially bath products for kids. But my journey, I, I was an engineer by degree. And then I worked in business development and sales um, in oil and gas in Calgary, Alberta. Um, I had a lot of experience dealing with large corporations, a lot of experience with policy change and new programming um, on the business development end. And then, you know, taking the road less traveled, I met my husband who worked in a small town and ended up working remote. So I've really had like a whole evolution of, mm-hmm. you know, working in the corporate world, working in the remote world, having babies in both and mm-hmm. being a, a STEM mom company. Oneberry started with my first daughter. The idea of it started with my first daughter. And there was a lot of parts of motherhood that I really enjoyed, but but the one part that I actually loathed was consistently bath time and Mm. the struggle of getting my baby out of the bath and the (laughs) dynamics that it, you know, it either took two people or I'm putting her on the counter on the floor. And, and, you know, my engineering problem solving brain was like, this is this, I'm sure this isn't just a pain point for me. And that's what started one berry as a product brand. Um, We created our patented hands-free towel and, and have been developing the company from a brand point on bath linens for children that are actually innovative and are actually functional um, and not just being made on mass. My experience from being in the baby space and being in the gifting world, I was approached by a major tech company who essentially wanted to continue to help recognize their expecting employees without bias or stigma. Like they really prioritized removing the the potential for anti-recognition to their employees. And because I was in that corporate world and as a mom became my crusade of, you know, we, we are continuously trying to build this workplace where, you know, women and men get to be leaders and executives, but we're still looking at families as separate entities for Mm. these men and women instead of as a unit. And that anti-recognition piece is still alive and well. And so that was our crossover into, you know, how, how do we, how do we change, how do we change and level up the culture of pregnancy and family Mm. and 
and and marry kind of our product brand and our mission mm-hmm. to you know the workplace that our children will inevitably be in. Yeah. Yeah. That's a okay. So oil and gas sales and business development is such a like far cry from this entrepreneurial journey that you're on now. What lessons or dare I say traumas <laughs> do you carry with you from that time in your career? Because that is probably like in my mind as a it I picture it as being like the most kind of it's the capitalistic of all capitalistic enterprises. Are there things that you gathered from that that are helpful to your business now? And are there things that you experienced there that you have had to unlearn as you've gone forward in your career journey? Um, I think the biggest, I think the biggest thing is, I mean, being oil and gas and, and that business development, like in major corporations, what I, the trauma, the trauma, if you will, is that it's that we still live in in a very um, archaic belief system. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I was told even then when I was, I was doing business development with VP engineers and like these brilliant people and people would tell me all the time, like, you don't have any gray hair. You know, why are you, why are you having these conversations with these executives mm. and, and how are you, and how are you going to make change? Like you're too young. And mm. of course, I'm a, a, a I'm a female engineer, um, and I don't. I'm I'm sure there has been progress, but that limiting belief, yeah, regardless of industry, has is still is still there because we're still in that workplace where mm-hmm. you know there are some companies that I talk to then, and even now with Oneberry that you know unfortunately they you know, families having babies and people with the capacity for pregnancy, having babies shouldn't stop anything. You know, it's like, really, it's still happening and we have to accommodate. And there still is that it's, you know, there still is that gap, but there is people, there are people, you know, out of all these companies, there are people and it might be one or a few that, that see the light. Or yeah. that are like, you know, yes, like let's, let's explore. And, and no, we don't want to, you know, I've been told even with Oneberry that, that the work we do is super progressive mm-hmm. because, because they already hire 50% women. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, absolutely. Um, but it's just so much more than that. Like, like, what are we, tr- what are we trying to build or is it just checkboxes, right? Like we're right. now we're at 50%, like there's a lot of big companies that have 50% women. And so now we're waiting for the catch up before we do anything else. Yeah. Um, instead of and keeping that, going. That's still, with, yeah. Instead of keeping going. And, and it's not limited to industry. Yeah, it's, that's true. It's, it's still there. Mm-hmm. And so you um, also are based out of Canada. You mentioned that. What are some of the differences that you see in the way pregnancy and birth are treated in Canada 
um, with workers versus how they are treated in the U.S. Um, and are there similarities as well? And kind mm-hmm. of what what has been particularly surprising to you as you've started this enterprise and had to explore more of what's happening across borders with the way that pregnancy and and childbirth and families are treated in the workplace. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, being from Canada, like we have universal health care. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest difference is, you know, we have government resources and supports that allow parental leave to be 12 to 18 months Ooh. versus could you can you imagine? Like six it's a weeks, it is it's a 12 weeks six, at the moment. Like yeah. I could not imagine you know, I think the max in the States right now is 16 weeks um, for some companies. And yeah. and it's not even a company decision. It's more an insurance decision. But the biggest difference is our universal health care allowing parents to take parental leave and, and supporting and up, uh, offering resources to do that. Right. Like it is mm-hmm. it is a Canadian benefit. But what was surprising, you know, there's huge progress in the States. Like there's huge Mm -hmm. progress in that companies who want to improve their pregnancy and family leave. But I, I, but I guess in the private world, that's where, that's where the biggest surprise to me was in both places Mm -hmm. is that regardless of the progress and regardless of, you know, the belief is that is like I said before, is that families are still being viewed as separate entities. So if one partner in the family works at company A and one partner works at company B, neither of those companies see the family of those two people in a thrive way. Mm, right? Like yeah. if they're thriving as a family, then they're thriving as humans, which makes them thrive as employees. Yeah. Oh, so how do you recommend that employers do more of that and what how does and how does the work that you're doing with oneberry help organizations to do that better so i think the biggest thing is is to really look at what your pregnancy and family culture message is saying mm-hmm. if you are you know if you are still looking for that peer-to-peer or peer-to-manager recognition for family or for expecting parents, you the gap is that whoever you're sharing it with might agree or disagree with you. You know, the intersectionality of family and the, the biases and stigmas that come with it, that comes into play because, mm. because it's people telling other people. Right. And, and unfortunately, we're human. I mean, I've heard lots of stories of you know, a solo adoptee moms who told their manager and their manager was really mad because how dare you make that choice for yourself. Yeah. Right. And Mm -hmm. then gatekeep or, you know, um, same sex couples who are welcoming a baby and they don't want to become the Q and a for all things, you know, same sex family or how, Mm -hmm. why aren't you carrying or who's going to do that? And, and so all those people, basically remove themselves from the culture mm-hmm. because because the alternative is having to share 
more than they want. Yeah. Or and it's be not, judged it doesn't, more than yeah, they want. It doesn't feel safe in either regard. No. The, the potential no. for me to face judgment and criticism or the potential for suddenly my life to be fodder for the office to be able to interrogate and pick apart. Neither yes. one of those are ideal scenarios um, when you're already going through a major life change and a major identity right. shift um, within your already existing intersecting identities. Very, very true. Yeah. And it's, and you know, a lot of people, a lot of comments that I have received very much focused on the women population, like the female mm-hmm. population and how it is pregnancy and family. But where we really want to start bringing up is, is the counterpart of that, that woman. Like 4% of women are pregnant at any given time. That's kind of the average. Mm. But those women who are pregnant could be, you know, it could be surrogate. It could be adoption. It could be, you know, a a traditional family. But it's also the male aspect of that family. Mm -hmm. You know, we have so many, we have this, we're in this world where men are just starting to unlearn sharing emotions and like talking to each other. And and yet in our, in our workforce, it's, there's still, you know, if you're a VP of a major company, a doesn't matter who you tell your executive assistant might celebrate you, but, but you don't want your productivity to be judged or Mm -hmm. your commitment to be judged. And we are human. Right. Right. And so it's also we want, you know, we want what about the men? What about what about everybody has so many different characters in their life and in their roles that, you know, 20 years from now, when my daughter is in the workforce, you know, I I totally understand that for her to become a leader, she's going to have to have a partner who might have to take care of family. There Mm -hmm. has to be a caretaker. It has to be a caregiver. We can all be breadwinners and caregivers, but bringing it back to the workplace, if the if the message is consistent and the message says we celebrate you as a company, you don't have to tell anybody. You don't have to, you know, like we'll eventually know as a corporation Mm because there's there's all sorts of things that come into play. But but if the message is consistently, we don't we know that you thrive as a family. And so we're going to support your family and we're excited for you mm-hmm. without disclosure. Then we can bring every, we can bring more of those people into that pregnancy and family culture. And, and again, they are human. It is part, like it is probably the most, um, the strongest inflection point in an, a career mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so, and people remember. People remember whether they were celebrated or not, and when that anti-recognition comes in. But if we can change it from to a culture aspect and to policy aspect instead of peer-to-peer, bottom-up, then then we are starting to make change for the workplace yeah. in the future. That we want we want you know where women and men succeed equally, but they have to succeed at home and at work. Yeah, it's the it's about the the total thriving of individuals and and their families as a whole and making sure that we're creating space 
and giving proper consideration to total thriving and not just Mm -hmm. um, because one of the things I think about and one of the things that comes up a lot when we start having conversations about pregnancy, childbirth, family is people who are child free. And it's like, what do Mm -hmm. I what do I get? You know, but just because you're child free doesn't mean that you don't have caregiver responsibilities that also have to be taken into account. Um, And whether that, you know, is you caring for older relatives, whether that's you caring, helping your siblings, neighbors, friends, whoever with the caregiving responsibilities of their families, whether it might even be a pet. Um, but yes, you know, you're going to have caregiving responsibilities no matter what. And that's a part of your thriving that I think yes. organizations, as you mentioned, have an opportunity to recognize and, and find ways to really make it normalized and celebrated mm-hmm. in the workplace without it having to be this dichotomy of feeling like I'm judged or yes. I, or I am on display for as the poster child for whatever this unique identity yes. and experience is that I'm having. Yep, for sure. Yes, and and that's the bigger picture, right? Like we are one element. We are, you know, the pregnancy and family element. But like you say, like caregiving crosses a multitude of of layers. Mm-hmm. You know, it could be for babies, it can be for children, it can be for parents, it can be for pets. And and ultimately, a, a corporation has to come, you know, has to understand that, again, these responsibilities are shared. Mm-hmm. And it is very expensive, especially like you, you look at statistics and stuff and, you know, new parents are often in that, you know, new employee, like they are coming into the workforce. They are, they have the longest mm-hmm. careers ahead of them Yeah, when they're in that building phase. And if it just takes one element to feel for them to feel supported mm-hmm. and, you know, understood and recognized so that they can have that longevity, it's expensive to train and rehire and, and unwanted attrition with mm-hmm. new parents is huge. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, I, I'm going to, this is too much, you know, yeah. like, well, I'm not going to bust myself to exhaustion mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. not be recognized. And so it's, it is. And then there's the conversation of where does equality start? Right. And a lot mm. of people, like, it doesn't start in the workforce. It starts in the family. Yeah. And again, it brings back that consideration of family thriving. So, so it is like. We are, you know, equality, like a baby's going to learn about equality if both her parents or his parents are celebrated from their workforce, or they can say, oh, like for us, for example, dad's doing bath time because he has the tools to do so Mm -hmm. and he's empowered to do so. Mm -hmm. And, and it might be even those simple things, right. You know, for, for whatever age is seeing that. And so it's, it's, how do you bring this big picture and yes, it might be super progressive, but, you know, we have to get there at some point to yeah. make the waves stay yeah. that we're, and the strides stay. And I, I caution organizations against calling approaches like this super progressive because I don't, I don't think that 
that that's even the right word. It, and mm-hmm. to your point, it really is about the pressed forward towards equality and inclusion. That yes. these this dynamic within the workplace has always existed. And so acknowledging this dynamic and reshaping, retooling your culture to be more inclusive of it does not make you progressive. You're actually yes. you're actually catching up to where the world should have been. And so I think we need a different, a better and different world, um, word when it comes to that and a better and different mm-hmm. world too, for that matter. Um, and I know you said um, earlier about organizations reaching demographic milestones where they'll say yes. we're, we're 50% women, we're 20% LGBTQIA plus and being like, all right, we're going to chill right here for a minute and let the mm-hmm. rest of society start to catch up to us instead of then looking at this and saying, yeah, this is a great accomplishment for us. Now what? They instead kind of, you know, rest on the laurels of it instead of of pushing forward and looking at more innovative ways that we can achieve that equality that we've been missing for all this time. So one thing I want to make sure that the listeners are clear about is how one berry works. Um, I know that it's it's an augmented um, benefit for employees who are um, expecting and um, provides gifts, you know, for them, but in a unique way. And so I want you to just talk to the listeners about how it works. Um, and, and if corporations and leaders that are listening want to explore these possibilities with you, how do they get started? Wonderful. So we've created our program to be very easy to integrate because nobody needs more work. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Like in, in the HR and the wellness in the benefits department, they don't need more work. So working with us is, is a simple um, companies would have access to their special code. Uh, employees would be able to go onto our website pick their prints, ship it to their preferred address. And, and we just deal with the corporation. So based on utilization every month, we would invoice the business, but it's completely um, self running on, Mm. you know, the information being shared, the message of congratulation being shared. um, And, and then employees can come and, and claim their gift, expecting employees can come claim their gift. Mm-hmm. on the website. And like I said, we, we, we invoice for utilization and then we do give reports on numbers, mm-hmm. um, privacy. Like we tried to, you know, pregnancy and family is a private matter. It is a very sensitive topic as well. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so, um, we do really protect that privacy for, for employees and, and we still, we still require them, you know, to tell their employer. Uh, but we don't give that information. But also, we have created protocol and stuff to prevent abuse. Mm-hmm. Um, most people are good, and I know that's a lot. That's a big concern for a lot of companies: mm-hmm. is how do we manage the potential for abuse? But but most people aren't. You know, like they're not out 
to just take, especially mm-hmm. in, in this celebratory recognition way. Right. Um, and, and what we offer is our gift, our first bath bundle. So it is very functional. Mm-hmm. Um, we are, we are sustainably made in Canada. Um, we're not just trying to give something that has a limited use and, and people will put in their recycling or the thrift store, mm-hmm. right? Like babies have to be bathed. Um, and it is one of the most vulnerable experiences, Mm -hmm. um, that a new parent can have. And so our first bath kit comes with, you know, our patented towels, a washcloth, a bath swaddle, lotion, a a little hat and instructions. Mm -hmm. So it's a gift that actually comes with thought. Um, and then, and then if, you know, company a has a onesie that they want to include with Mm -hmm. their logo, we can include we can include those things as well. Custom, so customize, we yeah, yeah, customize. Um, we can customize, but it, but it really is a way of a very easy way of saying we know this is going to be hard, and we and we support you, and we're here for you. And when you think of the million dollars it does require for parental leave and for benefits, that's it's expensive, but mm-hmm. comparative to that, you know, this all encompass, if we, if we take the 4% of women having a baby at any given time and apply it to even a 10,000 person company or a 5,000 person company, you know, it's only 200 units, Yeah, but it makes all the difference because if you can prevent one of those parents from saying, I don't feel supported here mm-hmm. and, you know, and, and then they stay or they make they feel the human aspect of their work, that piece can make all the difference. Yeah. And one of the things, so just, you know, summarizing, you go to the company, they're providing you to say, you know, we anticipate that we'll have, you mentioned, you know, if I'm a 5,000 person company, then we're going to have, you know, 200 births in the, yes. the life of our organization and then for or per year per right? year like it, per year and then we're expecting um so based on that you know we're going to purchase 200 of these packages um and then we will provide a code to our employees that they can use at any time they don't have to go to hr their manager, anything yes. like that, the the code is available for them to download and use. And then you're providing reports and billing on the aggregate yes. where they know yes. that, you know, we sent five packages out this month, but they don't necessarily know to where, but, but right, to who that is and where it went. But they know that based on the predictions, this has yes. happened and they can include extra things like company logoed items, instru- mm-hmm. additional instructions, any of yes, that. Yes, uh, congratulations cards. Mm-hmm. And and even one step further is a lot of a lot of companies already know what their percentage is, right? Mm-hmm. For their company. And so they might just say, okay, here we've created this PO based on our numbers and we're going to kick off this program. And then we kick off the program. Yeah. You know, it's not it's not that they have to buy anything up front. It is just we have allotted this benefit and and then, you know, we are going to open it to our employees to claim. 
And then, yeah, and it's very simple in that it really, it just has to be okayed as a corporate belief. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then once that's done, you know, then we can move forward. And I've had companies, you know, our packages range from 60 to $75 based on what you want included and how you want it to be shipped and where you want it to be shipped. Um, and I've had companies that have said, you know, our benefits program is in the millions. And Mm -hmm. this is such a small fraction of that Mm -hmm. with a huge impact. So it's, it's, it becomes a no brainer, a simple step. It becomes a no brainer, but you do, but you do have to believe that the gap exists and that mm-hmm. there are that families need to be considered as a unit to get all any of the accomplishments you know that we want for women and for families yeah. and um to come to place we we need to make these small strides to say okay this is we are family friendly and this mm-hmm. is the simplest way we can do it for sure and and i mean this is going to sound super controversial but but you know men have been able to you know, make leaps and bounds for generations because they have had a caregiver at home. Mm -hmm. And most of that, most of those caregivers are women. And so if we want that same opportunity, it's like, how do we, how do we make small strides? Mm -hmm. You know, and it's not going to change tomorrow. It probably will be years. Mm -hmm. Um, But, but if we start now, then what are our children going to experience? And that's, And it's that direction. For sure. So one in these last few minutes together, I want to ask a couple things. The first, and you kind of alluded to it earlier, but here at the Inclusion Crusade, we say, you know, we're on a mission to make workplaces more inclusive one episode at a time. Um, mm-hmm. One berry is, is your one at a time. Is that is that accurate? Do you feel like this is your crusade? Yes. Yes, it is. And, and, you know, working and changing the narrative for family is our crusade in the workplace. Like yeah. having come from it, having come from that corporate world. And, and we need, you know, like we need brands to show up as more than just stuff. Yeah. Like the world yeah. is inundated with stuff. True. Um, but how do, how do brands, you know, morph into, into change or into mm-hmm. crusades. And for us, it's how do we bring, how do we bring more, how do we make a bigger space for families and families that do not traditionally fit the social norm of, of the workplace? Mm-hmm. And how do, how do we make that bigger space and, and remove the anti-recognition aspect of it? Because it, it's, it's still there. And that anti-recognition is, is what we talked about is really creating that polarizing moment mm-hmm. where the person has to reveal this very intimate personal thing and find that it's either not celebrated because it's, it's judged um, against what the norm had we've defined or that it's celebrated in the wrong ways by calling too much attention to yes. that individual for not uh, for being you know unique in their identities and their choice yeah. to expand their families and so what should be a, a celebratory moment for all um, and for the organization turns into something 
a little bit twisted because mm-hmm. of the fact that that this individual is now facing either criticism and judgment or too much attention on yes. a part of a part of their identity um that really shouldn't shouldn't be happening to them it becomes absolutely a, yeah it becomes a, a microaggressive incident and that, yes, that can linger, yeah and it ling- can linger on particularly in the case of pregnancy because you may tell your organization that you're expecting at month four or five and then people are it becomes thing something that people are talking about and focusing on with you for months and months yes after that and, and if you work remote you want yeah and if you work remote, people might not even know, no, right? And you true. have no connection and you have no community because you're removed. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so it's, it's really the consideration of, you know, we, we are, we make, we have made strides, but now how do we bring in all these other factors? Because we live in a different world. We live in that remote world. We live in, you know, the demographic milestones that we've reached we bring it, we're bringing those in and, and how do we, how do we create, you know, how do we change the narrative so that people, you know, aren't afraid to share that they are having a child because it is a huge milestone. It is. And, and it is, it is honestly, it, it is also the quintessential milestone where you change as a person. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's the, it really is one of the few where you will change as a person. Yeah. Um, right. And and how do we bring that all together with a simple token of celebration? Yeah. So what is next for you and what is next for OneBerry um, for our listeners who are, who've been drawn in and bought into your story? How do we connect and support what it is that you're doing to keep moving workplaces forward. I mean, we are, we are on social. We are, I'm always looking for um, new conversations and, and really learning those belief systems that companies Mm -hmm. have um, and, and really building up this initiative so that it, it so people are like, Oh, you know, that people start realizing how, how, you know, simple things can create such big influences. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, Wanberry, we, we're in our seventh year of business. We're not going anywhere. Yeah. Um, we've, we've, we are very focused on our niche. We're not also trying to be this, you know, like I said, mass produced super company. Mm-hmm. We specialize in bath linens. We specialize in um, our, our initiative and, and we don't just want to be another checkbox. You know, yeah. we have supplier diversity. We have our own supply chain of diversity. Mm-hmm. And we are really um, aware of how products and how products in the workforce and corporate gifting um, add to, you know, all the, the sustainability, the environmental factors. And so, so, you know, for us, it's how do we keep integrating in a way that benefits the future, mm-hmm. environmentally, family-wise, workplace-wise, and then how do we just keep getting better at bringing that message together? 
Well, thank you so much, Sue Rose, for being with us today on the Inclusion Crusade. And thank you to everyone who is listening. Please make sure that you um, share this episode and also connect with Sue Rose. I'll make sure to have her information in the show notes so that you can connect with her on LinkedIn and all the other socials um, to be able to find out more about the work that she's doing and the crusade that she is on through Oneberry Innovations. Um, This again is the Inclusion Crusade. Please make sure that you're making time for rest and recovery and innovation. We look forward to seeing you next.